Hey there, online family. Thanks so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We believe that the message you're about to hear is a powerful one. We believe that the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work. And we believe that through this message, you'll hear from Him today. So please enjoy. And so I always think it's important for days like today. I know they can be really hard days for some people. Maybe you're somebody who didn't have a wonderful relationship with your mom. Maybe you're somebody whose mom isn't with us anymore. Your mom went to heaven. I'm one of those people. I can remember thinking, what's it going to be like someday when there's a Mother's Day without her? And that's been a couple years, so I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Because she's my mom, right? (laughs) But um, I just want to show some of the ladies in my life who have been amazing women of God. And one of those is my mom. Um, We have pictures at some point. And then we also have Pastor Matt's mom. Pastor Matt's mom was, there she is in that bright blue vest, She was walking love. That's the best way to describe her. And then we have all my daughter-in-laws who are raising our grandchildren, Amanda and Tracy. And then we have Michaela and her two little guys. And so that's a lot of women making a difference in people's lives, right? That's just from my family. So of all these ladies, we've given birth to 23 babies, all together. You know how many hours of labor that is? I'm not even counting. (laughs) But it's so worth it. That's one thing about having a baby. After that labor, after an adoption, after foster care, after all those things, as soon as that baby is born, as soon as you have that baby in your arms, oh my gosh, the relief, right? (laughs) Come on, women, you know what that's like. So, again, I'm just thankful for all these ladies, all of you ladies who have sown into people's lives. Because, again, whether you've given birth or not, you've influenced people's lives. So let's pray. (laughs) Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the people sitting before me. Lord, that not one person leave this place today without receiving something from you. And I thank you, Lord, for our online audience and for those that are listening. And maybe it's weeks and months and years down the road. But you're an influencer. And we just want to thank you for being here today, for listening, for receiving, and for taking what you hear and go out into this world and change lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that song, Talking to Jesus, like I said, (laughs) when I first heard that song, I just cried. And now you have to know my nature. Like years ago, getting me to cry was like, you kind of had to like clobber me over the head or something because crying just didn't come. But I, I also believe it's because I'm more sensitive to Jesus and I'm more sensitive to his Holy Spirit and more sensitive to the ways that God impacts people's lives. So with that song, Talking to Jesus, you know, it started out with grandma praying out loud. And, and I like that part about how 
you know, she was mumbling and he thought he was crazy. She was crazy or something. And, and how many of you might have been around praying people before you received Jesus into your heart and thought, those are some crazy people? I know I was one of those. <laughs> I was like, keep me away from them because they're a little loopy. And then guess what? I got a little loopy myself. <laughs> but grandma, and then there was mama. And I can remember when our kids were younger and, and we would come to church. And back then we had Sunday morning service, Sunday night service, and Wednesday night. And all the things in between and on weekends and events and conferences and all those kinds of things. But you know, something that I can say, and kudos to our children, but they never complained about going to church. It was never dragging them to church, even though sometimes it felt like it because we're loading up everything but the kitchen sink to get here, right? <laughs> but they never complained about coming to church. And I think part of that is because, first of all, they knew it wasn't an option because we're going anyway. I mean, your dad's the pastor. You don't have a choice, right? <laughs> but even if it were that way, and it was for us, they still never complained about coming to church because it was a place they had community. It was a place where people influenced their lives in a positive way. Then our kids started talking to Jesus. And you know, I can remember the day for each one of them when Jesus became real in their lives. I can remember our oldest son. You know, he went to Stevens Point Christian Academy. He went to Canaland Early Learning. <laughs> so he was here from a six-week-old baby all the way through 12th, 12th grade graduation. But you know, it wasn't until the second semester of his senior year in high school that he became a Christian, that he welcomed Jesus into his heart. And so all the people that influenced him through those years, thank you, because you didn't give up on him, you didn't give up on us. And it's not like he was a bad kid, well, although he did do some, some you know, those teenage boy silly things. I'll let him tell those stories. <laughs> but, you know, he was somebody who always had a tender heart and was sincere. And I believe because that was Jesus working in his heart. But he saw other people receiving, they were at a youth conference. Send your kids to youth conferences, guys. <laughs> he was at a youth conference, and at the youth conference, everybody was worshiping the Lord. And he actually called, called his dad, called Matt on the phone, and he's like, I see them all worshiping. I see them raising their hands, and I don't have what they have. I want what they have, and I'm not getting it. <laughs> and so Matt said, Daniel, just cry out to God. Just cry out to him. Ask him to make himself real to you. And guess what happened? God made himself real to Daniel. <laughs> and so Daniel went on to serve the Lord and is serving the Lord is raising his family in the ways of the Lord. The same with our son, Nathan. He went through a hard time, too. He had about a six-month period that I was like, is this even our son? <laughs> Sweet and tender-hearted, and, and he met this girl. So influence, guys. <laughs> Who are you letting into your life? <laughs> so he had this little time. But when he came back to Jesus, do you know why it was? Because he saw how his influence was hurting people around him, and that's not something he wanted. So influence is so important. 
And then we have Michaela and Mackenzie, and they were perfect children, so, you know. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> the truth is they saw some of the things, like especially with Nathan, that he went through, and they were like, I don't want that for my life. So he influenced them to make right choices. And you know what I love about that song, too? It's never too late. It's never too late. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you for how forgiving you are. You know, Jesus wants to be part of our lives because he wants to give you rest for your soul. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. In the Amplified Bible, it says, Come to me, who are all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest, which is refreshing for your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed and quiet for your souls. That's what we get when we say we want Jesus. But you know the thing about Jesus is we have to be all in. When we want to be an influencer, when we want to influence people, it's all in. Or people see who we are. We can't be a different person in church than we are when we see somebody out at a grocery store or in your home. Is the person that you are sitting here today the person that you are in your home? So the meaning of influence is the power or capacity of causing an effect in direct or tangible ways. So it really means to sway someone. The act or power of producing an effect without apparent exertion or force or direct exercise of command. And one that exerts influence is an influencer. So now, back in my day, an influencer was just somebody that influenced somebody. These days, influencers is a whole different deal because of social media. Like, I could ask some of our teenagers in the room, who are some social media influencers? And do you know what I did? I went, I looked up, okay, who are the top 10 social media influencers? And like, I knew one. <laughs> I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> but I did look on their TikToks, and I looked on their YouTube, you know, and all these things. And honestly, some of those people you do not want influencing your life. But <laughs> you can make your own YouTube channel or your own TikTok. We have somebody in the audience right now, and I won't point any, any fingers at anybody. But she's got like thousands of people that follow her on TikTok. So I'd say go on TikTok so you can find out who that is, but you might not want that influence in your life, so don't do that because I said to, okay? <laughs> so there's different kinds of influencers with the influencer world. So there's mega influencers. You have to have more than a million people following you. There's macro influencers. They have between 40,000 and a million followers. Micro influencers are between 1,000 and 40,000. And then nano-influencers are fewer than 1,000 consistent followers. So imagine if you have 1,000 people following you every day. <laughs> like, get an image of that. That's still a lot of people. <laughs> so the person that I did know that was an influencer was Elon Musk. Well, like, I don't know him, know him. But if you follow him, you feel like you know him, right? 
That's, that's the whole point. <laughs> he is the Tesla guy, and he also does a lot on Twitter. So that's, that's who Elon Musk is. And then there's a, a name, the Kardashians. You know, I said that name, and you all know who I'm thinking about. <laughs> because they're influencers. Everybody knows who they are. And what are they famous for? Being famous. Like, really? <laughs> So back in the day, we had media influencers too. But what they were were mascots or logos or things like that. Like, um, do we have some of those? Like, Tony the Tiger, you are going to buy Frosted Flakes, right? Because then you're going to be great, just like Tony the Tiger. <laughs> and then the next Colonel Sanders. Now, who in this room has not had a piece of Kentucky Fried Chicken? Never in your life had Kentucky Fried Chicken. Two? Okay, two people. Well, guess what we're doing after service today? <laughs> yeah, Chick-fil-A, I think, is kind of... Sorry. Sorry, Colonel. <laughs> and then we also have Smokey the Bear. So he's going to help us to prevent forest fires. Look at that with all his cute little friends there. But it's not so cute when there's a forest fire, right? <laughs> and then we have the Marlboro Man. Okay, now this is the first time you'll ever see a cigarette in church, so, and the last time, maybe. But the Marlboro Man, now who doesn't want to smoke cigarettes? Which guy to look like that, right? If that's what that's going to get you. Now what's interesting about this guy, <laughs> his name is Robert Norris. And he never smoked cigarettes. He was a philanthropist, and he, he stopped doing the ad. He was one of five. He stopped doing the ad because he knew he was having an influence when he saw his grandchildren smoking, and he didn't want them to smoke. So he stopped it. Now, that guy was making some bucks <laughs> being the Marlboro Man, but that didn't matter. Money didn't matter because who he was influencing did. And then the other four guys all died of something related to tobacco-related diseases. So there you go, Marlboro Man. So if you didn't get anything today, <laughs> I hope you get more than that. <laughs> the thing that's different about influencers and celebrities is that influencers are people that they think they can be best friends with. You think that you know them when you respond to their stuff, you know, when you have little tweets and you do your tweeting and all that kind of stuff, you feel like you're relating to them. On TikTok, people put thousands of comments. As a matter of fact, there's something called consumer influencers. So if you have the internet and if you purchase anything online, you're probably one of those, one of the people who are influenced by people who purchase items, right? Because you look at the reviews. And so you look at the reviews of an item, and that's going to make somebody you've never met, somebody on the other side of the world, on the other side of the nation, they're going to influence you on a purchase. Imagine that more than the advertising company that's advertising the product. And so 
I do this thing. Okay, when I go to restaurants, <laughs> I like to know what kind of food I'm going to buy, you know, and, and what I'm going to order. And so there's these apps that you can look at, and you can be like, oh, Eggs Benedict? Well, let's see how it looks at that place. Oh, my gosh, that looks so good. And so I think I'm going to go there because that Eggs Benedict looks great. Well, we went last week, we were visiting Mackenzie in Arizona, and we went to this restaurant, and she ordered a tofu dish. That tofu dish, so I take pictures of it, and then I put it online so that people can see how good my food looked before it was consumed, <laughs> or my husband's. His eyes looks better than mine for some reason. <laughs> and do you know, this I checked last night, and there were over 7,000 views on that one picture of a tofu scramble. Can you imagine? Like, who'd want tofu scramble anyway? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not so bad. <laughs> but 7,000 people looked at that. And so think about different things, ways that we influence. I'll never meet those people, but I influence them. Characteristics of an influencer in the marketing world, it's somebody who's personable, agreeable, sociable, pleasant, aligned, like they're really in line with the product that they're promoting. They're relatable, they're responsive, they're consistent, they are tech savvy, and they're creative. So when I looked at all those things, and that's the requirement for being a really good influencer in social media, but when I thought about that, I thought, you know, <laughs> a lot of that is being a really good influencer in the kingdom of God. Personable. You got to talk to people, right? If you want to share Jesus with them. Relatable. Responsive. Consistent. Philippians 4.4 4 says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what's honorable and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. When I influence people, I want to bring the peace of God with me. And I'm going to have the peace of God with me when I open my heart and I let him make changes that need to be changed. Because, you know, even though my husband thinks from time to time that there's perfection here, there's a lot of areas that need to grow. <laughs> and so knowing that the peace of God is what helps me. When I'm having to make decisions, when things are going on in my life, you know, my, my parents... Um, both had passed away, and we're in the process of, of settling up their estate. 
I need God's peace and all of that. Those are too many decisions that I never had schooling on (laughs) that I don't have experience with, but I have to tap into his peace or it can be all-consuming. Another thing about those characteristics of an influencer is they're aligned. Is my life aligned with God's word? Is the way I talk, all those things, do I know Jesus because I just know who he is? Do I know about him or do I know him because I've asked him into my heart and he's the Lord of my life? And I know his ways. I don't just know who he is from some book called the Bible that could or could not be a story. I believe it's the truth. Filled with stories. (laughs) Creative, using the gifts that God's given us. You know, I think of the tech. I think of all this media stuff that we have going on. Those are creative gifts that God's given us. The worship team, the people serving with kids, those are creative gifts at work. Tech savvy, I talked about some of that. So if you want to be an influencer, you really have to be all in. You know, when when you look at me up here on this platform and you come to my home, am I the same person? Or are you like, oh, my goodness, who is that lady? <laughs> well, I might dress more comfortably and all that good stuff. But, but who you see is who you get. What you see is what you get. And I think that's absolutely got to be our goal as a Christian. Or we're, we're never going to influence. And being a Christian means being a Christ follower. An influencer is someone who's consistent You don't live one way, one place, and another way, another place. Another thing is is a Christian, a Christ follower, somebody who says yes to Jesus, knows how to tap into the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against things like this, it says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So when you look at all those things, it's really easy if you have those attributes working in your life to have the peace of God and to be an influencer in the ways that God wants us to. Think about all these little ones that were dedicated today. Somebody's going to influence their lives. And especially for the first five years of their lives, it's their parents primarily. And so knowing, are, are you whether your child was dedicated today or not, or if you're a grandparent, when you have time with your grandchildren or your children, do you always sprinkle some Jesus in there? (laughs) Do you know um, birthday presents? They get little storybooks that always have Bible stories, don't they? (laughs) You know, things like that because somebody's influencing them. And you know that kids, you know, and adults too, we have those phones, right? Right? We have tablets. We have all those things. And imagine if we spent the amount of time with Jesus in his word, learning about him as we do with those devices. You know, I actually had to check myself, truth be told here, because um, there were days like it was over two hours a day, and I'm like, that's ridiculous, although some of it was production. And some of it that they called social media to me was production, so, you know... (laughs) (laughs) because you could track what what you're on, you know, what you're spending time in. And so I set a limit. 
And it's, it's two hours. And so when those two hours are done, that's it. Because I don't want that to be the major influence in my life. Something about refuge that I love about refuge is how we love kids. <laughs> and a little backstory with that. When Pastor Matt first started the church, he knew he wanted there to be a child care center. And so um, I had gone to school for early childhood, and I said to him, you know, um, whenever you're ready to do that, let me know, because I'd love to be part of, part of helping with all of that. And he said, you're an answer to prayer. I've been praying that God would send somebody who knew something about children and starting a child care. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's not what I just said. <laughs> I said I'd help, help with anything but not starting one. So I had to learn. And so God gave me the tools and the ability and the connections with the right right people to be able to do that. But for 36 years now, there have been child care workers, teachers, caregivers that have been caring for and influencing children and their families. And then we have a Christian school and the same thing. Those children, you know, doesn't matter what homes you come from, the curriculum that we use is God-centered. And so they're always getting God's word planted in the seeds of their heart. When I think about children's ministry here at Refuge Kids, I asked Amy, well, how many people do we have that actually serve and influence children every week at Refuge Kids? She said we have 36 women. Yay! We have 45 influencers all together, and that means we have nine men, 36 women and nine men. Now, I'm not saying this is a subtle hint or anything like that, (laughs) but we have 36 women (laughs) and nine men. (laughs) If you love people at all, if you want to influence, influence children, guys, (laughs) That's something that's going to be with them forever. And you know the thing about kids, and, you know, I'm married to my husband, this wonderful man. He's a lot of fun. Like, he was the fun one with the kids, you know, like, rolling around on the grass and doing not like, it's not going to be me. I'm not going to do it. But he's down there on the floor. Even how sweet when he was praying for these children, how he got on his knee and prayed for them. You know, dads, men, you make a difference. We need you to make a difference in the lives of children. And so I want to encourage you. Do it not because Pastor Deb just made, her, made me feel guilty this Sunday. <laughs> do it because the Lord is tugging on your heart. And you want to influence children in a positive way. Proverbs 1, 7 through 9, and we're going to close with this. It says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Years ago, we had a guest speaker that had come to the church, and it's when our boys were little, and and um, he had asked the boys something, and and they said, "Uh uh-huh, yes, uh uh-huh. And he said, you know, it's really important that when you're talking to me, you look me in the eye. And it's even okay to say, yes, sir, if you want, although we 
we weren't as into the yes, sir. I think maybe that's a Southern thing. <laughs> but um, it just was taking the time and being sincere and knowing that he said that's going to give you automatic honor and favor in people's lives. So when we're respectful and we're kind, <laughs> you know, discipline is something nobody likes, right? Like I knew I never liked discipline, and especially from my mom. Like my dad, he was, eh, no big deal. Although when I got older, he was a big deal. <laughs> but, um, but I wanted to please my parents. I wanted them to think that I was a good influence to my four younger siblings. So when you think about this today, this message, because we're about done, <laughs> do you think about who you influence and how you influence them? If you're a woman who has a heart that's been broken, maybe you don't have children, you've always wanted children, grab somebody to parent, to mother, to be a nurturer in their lives. There's so many people. You know, we work with children all the time. We know the needs in children's heart. Their biggest, biggest deal is identity. Who are they in Christ? You have something you can give them. And men, the same thing. You know who you are in Christ. Help influence others so that they can have this relationship with Jesus. Pastor Matt. So we're going to close with a word of prayer. I'd like you all to just close your eyes. Think about Jesus that's your friend. And maybe you don't know him in that close and personal way. Just like the words of that song, like, all you have to do is talk to him. All you have to do is start today. It's not any fancy prayer that you memorize. It's just talking to Jesus. So as our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, God, you see each person that's sitting in front of me, that's watching online. And God, I just ask that you move in their hearts and by their spirits by your spirit through them, Lord. If there's anybody here who Jesus isn't your friend, you don't know him that way. Just between you and God, close your eyes. I'd like you to raise your hand and say, I want to know Jesus like that. I want him to be my friend. A friendship with Jesus is a relationship. A friendship with Jesus gives you hope. And it fills empty voids. If you feel like you have voids in your life, it fills those voids. And so, Jesus, we come to you now, and I ask that you repeat this all. Repeat this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I ask that you come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I ask that you forgive me, you forgive me. for anything that I've said or done or thought that wasn't in line with your will for my life. Thank you, Lord, for coming into my heart now and filling me with your Holy Spirit so that from this day forward my life is radically changed. In Jesus' name.
as we close this service, you know, there's so many wonderful takeaways that Pastor Deb shared with us this morning. And it's realizing that there's influence all around us. There's influence above us, here, there, everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's influence. But the greatest influence is the God influence of His Holy Spirit. And I challenge to you, and even with this message, for you to receive God influence in your life, divine influence in your life that will motivate you to make right choices. And even for those of you that prayed that prayer for the first time today, I believe that that prayer will help you begin a journey with God where you can begin to talk to Jesus. We're going to invite our prayer team up at this time. Uh, The prayer team will be here and available to pray with anyone if you responded to that invitation or if you have any need. uh, We want to pray with you and and join our faith with you. Uh, You may be dealing with a physical infirmity. You may be dealing with a, a, a challenging situation. God can meet you significantly as we talk to Jesus about it. And um, as we close, I also want to uh, mention that we need to pray for Benny and Carolyn Miller. Uh, They recently had their child, the members of this church, uh, Micaiah, was born, and there's some challenges. Now currently he's in Rochester, and he's uh, scheduled for surgery on Monday. Uh, And so we're just going to join our faith with him as a congregation to lift up Micaiah. So, um, and I, and then we're going to pray for Micaiah, and then we're going to close. Father, we thank you for the service today, and we do thank you for Mother's Day, a day that we can honor mothers and give honor to whom honor is due. We thank you for the mothers who've influenced us in our lives through their dedicated service to raise us, to teach us, to instruct us. We pray for every mom here, Lord those who nurture children, those influencers in our world. Father, we pray for Micaiah today. We stand in the gap as intercessors, and we pray for his health and his well-being. Father, that the surgery would be successful. Father, that he would come through, that he would grow strong in body, mind, and spirit. We just pray for a creative miracle in his body. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. So in closing, we want to talk about the blessing, which is the song we sung earlier, which I believe is the heart of the Father over us as his kids. It's a blessing over us and our children and our children's children, believing the blessing of heaven from God over you. So Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26 and I make this declaration before over you. Let's all stand together for this. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace everyone said amen. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us this morning in this service. Thank you for being so attentive to the word. I believe that God is going to use you to be an influencer for his kingdom.
Thank you so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to connect with the Lord. And hey, if you made a decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior today, we are first and foremost just so happy for you and we would love to get connected with you. So if you want to find some more of our content and find out how to get connected with us, feel free to check out our website at wearerefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing rest of your day.